Hello, and welcome back to Responding To, the podcast that aims to respond to questions old white dudes might have about gender and sexuality. I'm Lane, a transgender, queer person with a master's in women and gender studies and another master's in performance studies. Today's episode is going to be a little different. (laughs) I feel like I start a lot of episodes with that disclaimer. Um, Anyway, the way this episode will be different is that I'm not going to be answering a question exactly, or at least not directly. I guess in a roundabout way, anything could arguably be viewed as an answer to a question, but for the purposes of this show and the usual layout, I'm not going to be taking an exact question and expanding on an answer. Instead, I'm going to be offering a meditation on power. Uh, I know meditation is not everyone's cup of tea, and so if it's not your thing, that's cool. Not everything's for everyone, uh, and I'll see you next episode, hopefully. Choose your own adventure and whatnot. Um, okay, but so for those of you sticking around, here's what I'm thinking. Last episode, I talked about the hegemonic ideal, and just in case you didn't listen to that episode or you need a refresher, the hegemonic ideal is the mythical norm that all of our systems of oppression orbit around. It's that set of identities, white, straight, cisgender man, Christian, thin, abled, middle to upper class, etc. Um, I call it a mythical norm because it's not actually really attainable, at least not for very many people and not for a sustained period of time. Um, but those systems of oppression teach us that we, if we are not the hegemonic ideal, we are less than. And it's constant lifelong work to unlearn that feeling of inferiority. And even if you do inhabit those identities, there's likely some realm in which you could still quote unquote be better, could still be closer to the hegemonic ideal, for example. Uh, you could always be working toward being richer or thinner or more devout Christian, etc., etc. Um, And because our society is set up on a foundation of those systems of oppression, we are set up to always feel less than or like we should be working harder toward quote-unquote perfection. And you know what? That doesn't lead to fulfilling lives for most folks. Nor does it really lead to a situation in which we think about each other and each other's needs and well-being. And I don't know about you, but I really think we could benefit from a culture that teaches us how to think about each other and how to prioritize each other's needs more often. So I think one way to work toward that is to engage in that work I was just talking about of unlearning inferiority or that feeling of always needing to be working toward a perfection that doesn't exist. Um, And I think one way to do that is to remind ourselves of the power we hold, even when we might feel completely powerless. And on top of all that, since this is a podcast aimed specifically at older, white, cisgender, heterosexual men, I want to highlight that toxic masculinity, which you can bet I'll be doing a full episode or maybe more on, um, deals with power in ways I find counter to collective liberation and care. And so here I am hoping to counter that counter and hopefully bring us closer to alignment with power in the service of collective liberation and care. And so, let's dive in here to our meditation on power. You're going to want to be in a comfortable position, whatever that means for you. Could be standing, could be sitting, could be laying down, however you will be most comfortable. Um, Ideally, you are somewhere that you are unlikely to be disturbed for maybe like 10 or so minutes. Um, I know that's not always possible, so, you know, just somewhere... Um, quiet and calm if possible. Um, And I want to start us off by taking a couple of deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth if you are able.
The idea is that um, you're quieting the body and mind, allowing the stresses of the day to sort of be set aside for the time being as much as possible. After you've taken a few deep breaths, um, go ahead and let your breath kind of return to its natural pace. Um, keep breathing. With each breath in, you're taking in new oxygen, new energy, new possibilities. With each breath out, you're releasing carbon dioxide, tension, tightness. If you feel comfortable, go ahead and close your eyes. If you aren't comfortable, you can leave your eyes open and just try to soften your gaze as much as possible without focusing too intensely on anything. Trying to notice your muscles hopefully relaxing, um, tension and stress sort of easing from them, shoulders resting in a lowered, relaxed position, not up near your ears if you're able to. Try to unclench your stomach and allow your abdomen to breathe freely as much as possible. Tongue resting on the floor of your mouth, not pressed up against the roof of your mouth if possible. Try to smooth your forehead with your eyebrows lowered rather than raised. Try to feel the places in your body where you make contact with the chair or the couch or the bed or the floor, whatever surface or furniture is beneath you. Feel your weight pressing down, anchoring you in this place. You are here now. See if you hear any sounds around you, trying not to focus on what's making the sounds, but just hearing them. The soundtrack to your space. See if you can smell anything in the area where you are. What's the temperature like? Is it warm or cool? Is there a breeze? Is the air still? Just trying to get a sense-based picture of the space you're in. Go ahead and take another deep breath. And we're going to tune in a little bit more to your breath, trying to allow it to resume its own rhythm, not controlling it as much as possible. Notice the pace of your breath. Are your breaths shallow or deep? Where do you feel your breath the most in your body? Is it around your nostrils or your mouth? Maybe it's your throat, or your chest, or your belly. Maybe somewhere else. Tune into that place where you feel your breath the most for a moment. Try to rest all of your attention there. It's completely understandable for thoughts to float through your head. If you realize you're focused on a thought instead of on your breath, try to gently bring your attention back to your breath. If you're having a hard time focusing, you can try slowly counting your breaths as they go. That can help sometimes. 
and going one step further, try, try focusing on the spot where your in-breath turns into your out-breath. It's very subtle. See if you can catch it a couple times. Okay, now let your breath fade into the background a little bit, and I want you to think of a time when you were gentle. It doesn't have to be anything huge or momentous. Maybe you were petting an animal, caressing a partner or a friend. Maybe you were tending to a plant. Maybe you were just trying to move quietly so you didn't wake someone up. Whatever it is, think of a time when you were gentle. Try to picture the memory in kind of um, some in-depth detail. Maybe you can notice some colors or textures. Maybe you remember sounds or the look on someone's face. Think about the care that you have to put into that tenderness of movement. Think about what a great impact a gentle touch can have. It can spark tears or a smile, growth, hope. There's a lot of power in being gentle. And we each have that power in our fingertips, in our voice, in our facial expressions in the way we move our body through the world. I think we often think of power as loud or forceful or instantaneous, but think about how powerful a whisper can be. A whisper can change your whole day, could change your relationship, it sets the tone or mood of the space, Someone has to lean in to hear a whisper. A whispered message is important and fleeting. The tenderness of a whisper is nuanced and complex and full of power. Okay, and you can let that memory go and let's come back to the breath again. Settling your attention on the rising and falling sensation in and out. Cool, then warm. Has the pace of your breath changed since the beginning? What about the depth? Has the depth of your breath changed? Is your in-breath or your out-breath longer? Again, if you find yourself caught up in a thought, try to gently let it go and see if you can bring your attention back to the breath.
let your breath fade to the background again. And I want you to think of a time when you were kind. Again, the size of the gesture isn't important. Maybe you did a favor for someone, or maybe you gave someone a thoughtful gift. Or maybe you just cheered someone up when they were down. Just think of a time when you were kind. What do you remember most about that memory? Maybe the other person's reaction? Or maybe the way you felt? Maybe the anticipation leading up to the act of kindness? Whatever it is that sticks out to you the most about that memory, try to really focus in on that for a minute. We each have the ability to use our time and energy to make someone smile or to make them feel seen, remembered, thought of. When we stop to consider all the forces working against kindness in the world right now, it isn't hard to see just how much a simple act of kindness can affect us and the world around us. That isn't to say that being kind is easy. It takes commitment and thought and patience. Kindness is actually kind of hard in light of all the forces working against it. But each of us has the capacity to lean into kindness when it's needed. And I want to encourage us all to remember that. And let's return to the breath again. The expanding and contracting of the lungs. Try not to alter the pace or depth of your breath, but just focus on the feeling of your body naturally taking in oxygen and expelling CO2. See if you can focus on the breath to feel it in the extremities of your body. Can you feel your breathing in your hands? What about your feet? What about the top of your head? Okay, and let your breath fade one more time. We're going to take one more foray into a memory. This time I'd like you to think of a time when you listened. It doesn't have to be a memory from a heightened moment, though it could be. But maybe someone was just sharing their sadness with you, or a dream they had. Maybe someone was telling you a story. Maybe you were alone and just really listening to some music, or the sound of the crickets in the evening. The important part is that you were listening, really listening. Invested in taking in what someone was telling you or what the sounds around you were. Think about how much focus active listening takes. 
it's like meditation in a way. You really have to quiet everything else in your head and around you to really hear. And when you listen on that level, you're, you can't help but be changed. You go somewhere of someone or something else's creation. It's like a journey and you come out the other side affected. Your attention is important and where you choose to focus it is powerful. I encourage you to wield that power with intention. Okay, and one more time I wanna bring us back to our breath. In and out, rising and falling. Really feel your lungs expanding and contracting. We've been focusing a lot on power and this is no exception. Your lungs are very powerful. They're keeping you alive with each breath they draw in. Life and death, that's power. We are all connected to so much power the power of our attention and what we choose to focus it on, the power of offering kindness, the power of a tender touch, the power of life. These are all tools that I encourage you to, re to remind yourself of and use frequently. And of course, like any tools, these tools are not applicable to all situations. There are certainly situations in which withholding your attention or kindness or tenderness is appropriate. I encourage you to think about all of the tools available to you and to, to employ each one with intention. And now in your own time, go ahead and open your eyes. Maybe have a quick, quick stretch if that appeals to you. Rejoining the space around yourself. I want to thank you for joining me in this meditation, and I hope it was useful in some way to you. And now as we reacclimate to the world, I'm going to give you a recommendation. This episode's recommendation is the Nap Ministry. The following is the description from their website, quote, the NAP Ministry was founded in 2016 by Tricia Hersey and is an organization that examines the liberating power of NAPs. We engage with the power of performance art, site-specific installations, and community organizing to install sacred and safe spaces for the community to rest together. We facilitate immersive workshops and curate performance art that examines rest as a radical tool for community healing. We believe rest is a form of resistance and name sleep deprivation as a racial and social justice issue, end quote. So that basically explains it all. Um, I encourage you to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the social medias, um, or you can go to their website, thenapministry.wordpress.com. I'll link to it in the show notes. Very cool organization. 
Um, and that's all I have for this episode. Um, I won't go into all the details I usually do, but you know, you can share the podcast or rate the podcast or make a monthly donation on Patreon, visit the blog. All the relevant links will be in the, in the show notes. Um, and yeah, I want to thank you again for listening. I hope that you join me for the next episode and have a great rest of your day.